the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Mandelow, board-certified divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a Christian board-certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. She and her guests will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo starts now. And here's your host, Christy Mendelo. Hello and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour, a radio show and podcast for those considering in the middle of and moving forward from divorce. I'm glad you are here with us today. So folks, in last week's show, we talked about the ripple effect. Today, I want to talk more about the ripple effect and specifically related to divorce. And we'll talk about the ripples that result in both positive and negative outcomes. First, we'll establish what we mean by the ripple effect. Then we'll talk about actions and the impact they can have. And we'll do that by looking through the lens of faith. And finally, we'll talk about how all that relates to divorce. And to help me to do that today, Richard Mindelow is here with us, the host of Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow. Uh, That show, Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow, is a show that airs on the same station here just before this one. And you can also find it by podcast by searching the show's name, Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow. I know that's a lot of Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow. But most importantly, if you don't know it, Richard is also my husband. And I could not imagine anyone better to talk with about the ripple effect of our actions because of this. Richard is a retired Marine colonel. And as you can imagine, had to always be thinking about the outcome of his actions as he led teams through combat and flew jets throughout his military career. Richard is also a commercial airline pilot for a major airline, and I'm sure we all agree that we certainly would want him to think about the impact of his actions as he flies to and fro all over the world. Richard has also been through divorce. So he will bring his unique perspective to our conversation about divorce and the ripple effect it can have. And he also is a courageous Christian, and his keen knowledge of God's Word will for sure help us through this conversation. Before we dig into that conversation, I must quickly remind you that we're not here to give you legal advice, and we certainly aren't here to coach you to get a divorce. Although the show is called The Divorce Coaching Hour, we will not be coaching you today, but rather providing you 
insight, information, education, and also encouragement. And by doing so, our goal is to help you make better decisions through and beyond the divorce process. Ultimately, what we are here to do is to help you look at the realities of your marriage and divorce with your eyes wide open. And based on those realities and your faith, we are here to walk the path with you as your thinking partner, no matter where your journey may lead. And now, with all that said, Richard, welcome. Hi. Thank you. Hi. It's great to be back. I'm glad you're with us today. Before we get into any of our conversation, will you lead us in prayer? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to come together as your children. We thank you for our listeners, Lord. We ask you to be with us all. Let us hear truth. Let us walk in the awareness of your love. And let us do good things, Lord, even in difficult times. Let us come together and walk boldly and bravely. We love you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for that. Always such beautiful prayers. So last week we talked about the ripple effect, as I uh, mentioned uh, earlier, and um, the ripple effect and our actions and the impact that they can have on our lives. And so I want to talk about that today, as I mentioned in the intro about divorce. What does the ripple effect mean to you? So much comes to me when you say that. Um, first and foremost, a story from Afghanistan that really shocked me with regard to the ripple effect in, uh, 2010 and 11, I was in Afghanistan leading, uh, an advisor team. We were the southernmost Marines in Helmand province, and we had stopped at this small village because they were flying a Taliban flag. And so we stopped our trucks and we surrounded the village and I went in to meet with the village elder and we're talking and we're sitting cross-legged on this little carpet and we're drinking chai, uh, the tea that they drink over there. And I thought we were getting to a nice place where we were starting to, um, connect Mm -hmm. and out of the blue, he says to me, basically through my interpreter, what was up with Abu Ghraib prison? Hmm. So okay. to backtrack, this is 2010 and 11 in the middle of nowhere in Southern Helmand province, no radios, no TVs. And he just asked me what was going on with Abu Ghraib, which was 2003 in Iraq. All right. So let me get the time frame. You're there sitting cross-legged in eight Afghanistan. Years after. So eight, eight years later. Okay. Right. And so in Abu Ghraib, Uh, It was a detention facility in Iraq, and the men that were being held there were treated poorly by their American captors. They were uh, degraded uh, sexually. Uh, They were made to be naked and posed in all of these horrible ways for anybody, let alone a Muslim. And uh, it was an incredible black eye for the U.S., this this nation that's supposed to be good and the military that's supposed to be the best of the best to be caught up in this disgusting mess. And eight years later, I get asked about it in Afghanistan. Kind of out of the blue. Out of the blue. And this is a tense situation to begin with, let alone when he looks at me and says, basically, yeah, you're saying all this good stuff. 
but what about this? What about this? Mm. And so the ripple effects, that thing that happened in 2003 ripples across the world over a thousand miles of desert, no radios, no TV to land on this village in the middle of nowhere and shape perspectives and understandings. Yikes. Was Yikes. that crazy? That's, Made my life a lot more dangerous. I, I can imagine. And, and so what I'm thinking about uh, is when we talk about the, a ripple, we're kind of talking about water. You might have done this before. You grabbed a rock, tossed it. Maybe you tried to skip it <laughs> on the water yeah. successfully or not successfully. But you throw that rock in the water and it, you, you see kind of, you see ripples go out beyond it and they go on and they on. And they reverberate in all directions. Right. And, but if you throw this big, huge monster boulder out there, then, you know, the next thing you might have is a tsunami, right? Yeah. Kind of like that, uh, the butterfly effect where a butterfly flaps its wings in Tokyo and you have a hurricane uh, through the Pacific. Yeah. Yeah. And so, whether we're talking about the rock in the water or uh, your instance in Afghanistan, those actions those that those people took eight years prior to, I'm going to liken it more to the big boulder kind of being thrown in the water, causing that tsunami that then affected you now eight years later. That's some pretty intense effect. Right. So effectively, uh, as it pertains to divorce, uh, we're talking about the decisions that we make, the choices that we make, possibly uh, at the worst time of our lives, who knows how it feels, and how those choices and those decisions impact uh, the people around us, the world around us, uh, either in positive ways if we make good choices or in significantly negative ways if we make bad choices. Yeah, and before we get to that, I really want people to understand that these... Um, these effects come from our actions. And whether it's about divorce, which is, of course, we're, what we're going to talk about today, um, but it can be about anything, war with significant consequences, um, To but on the same side, they can have positive effects. And so a couple stories that made me kind of think about this ripple effect uh, was I've just been recently in a faith-based divorce coaching program certifying in that. And at the end, I talked about this last week, but at the end of the program, we were giving thanks and gratitude and so forth about uh, what we had each brought to this program. There were five of us in total. And the organizer of this new certification said, I've got to thank Christy. And I'm like, what, why, what did I do? And she said, well, she was an inspiration for me to start this certification because she lives out her faith in a real way. And I I literally was speechless, and it it got the wheels turning. Then come full circle to the show that uh, I did last week with Mike, uh, his final our final show together with him sidekicking with me. I asked him about both of our show, or the working together, his highlights, his thoughts about uh, our shows and the four years we had worked together. And he said he was thinking about the ripple effect of the work that you and I've done, Richard, to help people, the all the shows we've done. And I, w- I was asking him about the highlights, and that was his biggest highlight. And so, you know, my point in sharing that is there there are negative consequences to our actions, 
and they can have far-reaching effects. But there's also positive, and we may not know the impact. And so now going to divorce, as you um, kind of shared some of your thoughts specifically to that, to you, when we're defining the ripple effect, we've now defined it in the water and perhaps a tsunami or just calm, peaceful waters. How specifically do you think uh, the ripple effect applies to divorce, Richard? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is scripture. Yeah. And the Bible says the sins of the father will be visited on the children to the second and third or the third and fourth generation. Yeah. And something my father said to me a long time ago is he said it takes a divorce three to four generations to work its way through a family. Yeah. And so this is serious and the ramifications are tremendous. Uh, our children will learn about committed love where their parents work through things together um, despite the challenges. Possibly they'll learn about uh, love that failed as we uh, end up in divorce, as, as I did, and uh, was a significant failure in my life. But what's important to remember is that the ripple effect of whatever choices we're making whether to stay married, to uh, conduct ourselves through a divorce with with kindness and forgiveness versus spitefulness, uh, and then the, the transformation that comes to us through this difficult time where despite the circumstances, we walk a good walk. All of that produces ripples. Yeah, and I think that's the main thing I want folks to hear in the show today, wherever you are, maybe you're in a struggling marriage um, and you're looking for help. And so you've turned on, you know, this show by some chance. Uh, Divorce has been mentioned. You're considering it. Uh, You're in the middle of the process or you're uh, moving forward from divorce. It's at any moment that you can stop. You can stop You can open your ears and hear what we're saying today. You can open your eyes and say, okay, I have a choice here. I'm hearing this, this ripple effect. My choices that I make right now can have uh, effects on the third and fourth generations. Folks, that's what we're digging into today is that ripple effect, talking about really something that I often say is, is this going to be a defining moment good or a defining moment bad? Come on back and hear more. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. Visit Soberlink.com backslash DCH. 
If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. Divorce isn't easy or often wanted. Sadly, it happens. When it does, it's possible to walk through it so the results are healthier than would be otherwise. How? Through a unique divorce solution that works. At Divorce Strategies Group, their mediation process helps divorcing parties settle their differences without the long, drawn-out battle and promotes a cooperative win-win environment. It's a smarter way to divorce. When divorce touches your life, contact the Divorce Strategies Group. Schedule your complimentary consultation today at DivorceStrategiesGroup.com. And welcome back to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm so glad you're here with us today. And today, us, is my husband and myself. Richard Mendelow is here with us. He is also the host of Courageous Christianity. Uh, And Richard is helping us have a conversation about the ripple effect of our actions, the impact that they can have, and of course, specifically related to divorce, because this is the Divorce Coaching Hour. It makes sense, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense that we're talking about it. And folks, where this has come from, I don't know why, but the ripple effect has kind of been on my mind lately. Things that I've been talking about with people and hearing and and church, uh, the sermon at church this week made me think about it. And so, um, well, we're talking about it here today. And and the other thing uh, that I like it to, and I was, I was um, talking about it at the end of the first segment, is that, you know, we can use divorce as an opportunity to be a defining moment, good or bad. And uh, through this conversation that seems to be, yes, rippling through my thoughts is uh, something I've been reading recently. And, oh, my gosh, it just kind of opened my eyes, is that there's about let's say 1.2 million people who go through divorce in America each year. Uh, Of that 1.2 million, um, 1 million includes adults with families with kids. It's a lot of kids being affected. And there's been studies done on the effect that divorce can have on children. And I won't go through all the specifics. I'll go through with the one that was most eye-opening to me is uh, out of the children that studied, there was 37% of children that 25 years later were still dealing with the effects of divorce. And so, Richard, that what that makes me think back, you said in scripture that it says, go figure, that divorce affects third and fourth generations. And so, I mean, it's proven, obviously, by statistics, but it's in the Word. 
It's in God's word. Yeah. Uh, I think back on my divorce. I know you've, uh, you've been divorced. It's such a hard time. It reaches into every tiny little area of your life. Um, what do I do with the pictures that are on the wall? Uh, what do I do with this, uh, hurtful recollection or what do I do with the good recollections? And there, there's no area left untouched. And during that, I'm asking you to make good choices. Right. During that, we're talking about the tremendous ramifications, right. the reverberations. And now you've just said 25 years later, our kids could still be struggling with it. Yeah. And so these reverberations will change the husbands and wives that they are. And then their children will feel it. And so uh, if I was to say, wow. Yeah. Well, well, and I think that's kind of my intent here is a bit of a wake-up call. We talk a lot about opening your eyes. And so if you're um, not, if your eyes aren't open at this point, this is that wake-up call. Not to say that anybody's wrong or bad, or, but to realize Yes, the ripple effect that our actions can have. And so um, there, there was a reason I wanted to talk to you too, Richard. There, you had a vision of who you were going to be through the process. Tell us about that. Um, we, yeah, we've talked about it before. Uh, it's a military thing to always consider the desired end state before you go into a country and you blow stuff up and you try to affect a change in a system of some sort, a government uh, geopolitical situation, you have to have an understanding of how you want it to look when you're done. Why am I doing this? Why are we taking all of this risk? And so we call that the desired end state. What I would say is we have to have a desired end state for the dissolution of a marriage. We can't just be what's left when the world is done with us. We can't just be what's left when the court system is done with us. We have to be more than that. People are counting on us. And so as I thought through what was the desired end state for my life, during a divorce, this terrible time, I had this vision of me reading my Bible at the breakfast room table, as I did every day. And I thought to myself, in a year's time, I'm going to be sitting at this table, or a table like it, reading my Bible, and I'll either feel like a hypocrite when I read words like forgiveness, compassion, gentleness, or I will feel like, well done, good and faithful servant. You did a good job. You did the best that you could during this terrible time. And I wanted to be the first guy uh, or the second guy. I wanted to be the second guy. guy. Were you? <laughs> Sorry. I wanted to be the guy who said, hey, this was hard. It was horrible. And I did my very best. And now as I read my Bible, uh, I, I don't have to feel like a hypocrite. And that guided me because a lot of times you just want to react. A lot of times you get a text or an email and it sends you through the roof because you've got these highly developed triggers. 
I'm feverishly writing because you're saying a lot of great words, Sorry. as you usually do. No, not, it's great. And what's interesting, when you said the first guy, second guy, that really helped me uh, kind of think about what it's like when we do go through divorce. There kind of is first guy or second guy or first girl or second girl. And what do we mean by that? There's the one who's in his or her emotional brain wanting to react, running, wanting to pick up the phone and um, – uh, scream back at the person uh, who you feel like you just got, you know, maybe a text in all caps or something like that. Uh, but then there's the second guy who has uh, some of the words I wrote down were who has a vision of the man he wants to be when this is all over. And you use the words, Richard, guided um, versus that first person react. And so when we apply this thinking to the ripple effect, you know, which boulder are we throwing out there? We, or which rock are we throwing into the water? Are, are we throwing that big boulder causing that tsunami? Or are we throwing, you know, skip in the stone? And so what that requires is thinking before we act. Absolutely. But here's, here's why it's so hard. Because as we come under more and more pressure, our time horizon shortens. And so um, when you're in a fight, for example, you're in combat, bullets are flying. You're not thinking about, well, why is the U.S. in Afghanistan anyway? (laughs) And um, how should one prosecute this sort of campaign? Your time horizon just got really short. You're just thinking about this next second and the second after that. And so divorce is similar where it's so hard and there's so much stuff flying around and there's these minefields all over these triggers all over the picture on the wall or the email. And so your tendency is to come right in here to one second uh, or two seconds at a time when you need to be most in the distance saying, okay, my kids are going to live with what happens here for the next number of years. There's going to be the visitation stuff. There's going to be how they parent. There's going to be their relationships. And so it's asking a lot of a person who's in a fight to say, I know you want to think just one inch in front of your nose right now, but I I need you to go to next year and picture yourself sitting at the breakfast room table with your Bible. And I need you to go to your, your children's wedding and think about how you're feeling there. And I need you to go to, and so on and so forth. Yeah, oftentimes when I'm working with folks, I'm trying to help them see what is the impact of your decision today, five years, 10 years, 20, 25 years down the road. And obviously we've already talked about statistics that show the grave effect that it has. Going back to some of the things you said, what came to mind is we're kind of in a pressure cooker. Uh, in in this situation, these moment-by-moment decisions that we feel like we have to make right now and and we're encumbered by fear in, in our world, in the coaching world, what, what we're doing is we're in our emotional brain. And so we react because we are fearful, but we're not getting then into our thinking brain, which is further down the road, thinking uh, next year, as you said, how is this going to affect um, co-parenting and 
a shared time with kids and all of that. Uh, so going back to that is we need some sort of uh, a vision. And if I remember correctly, one of the things I've heard you say is I, I'm, I wanted to be a man with my Bible a year down the road, not having made anything worse. And so I'm just wondering, what other visions could people have? Well, if you're getting a divorce, then you say it often. It can either be made into something from which you grow or something from which you're scarred and you never recover. Which of those two things it is, is up to you. And so you've exhausted counseling options. uh, There's no longer hope for the marriage. And now you're going to decide, I'm going through this. And then you say, how am I going to go through it? It's a great question. And what I heard in there is we may not think that we have choice, but in fact, we do have choices. And it's how we're going to look at it. And folks, um, if you're just tuning in, what we're talking about today is really ultimately your actions, your choices, Uh, whether you're in the middle of divorce, you're moving forward from divorce, you're considering divorce, and the, the impact those choices have. And the fact is, is that you have a choice. You can have, you can make a choice for positive or you can make a choice for negative. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to put this in action. So stay tuned. Here's today's two-minute tip. At church this past weekend, the sermon focused on a phrase that you may or may not recognize, YOLO. If you're wondering what the heck is YOLO, don't worry. I didn't know either until the speaker told us what it meant. Apparently, it's internet slang that was coined in 1993, but it became popular in 2011 when Drake, a Canadian rapper, started using it. Anyway, it means you only live once. The intent of the sermon was to turn the secular usage of this phrase on its head. Instead of living life saying, what the heck, do whatever you want, you only live once, the emphasis was moved to you only live once. To me, a phrase that might follow the turned on its head pronunciation of the phrase might be, so you better make good choices. How does this apply to divorce? Well, because divorce is such an emotional life event, as we navigate divorce, we are often in our emotional brain. And when that happens, we also aren't often thinking about the effects our choices may have. They can tend to be short-sighted and sometimes selfish. So if we come at the choices we must make during divorce with the mindset of you only live once or do whatever you want, do what's best for you, we might very well make choices that can have negative effects for ourselves and our families for years to come. But if we turn the phrase on its head and we think, you only live once, and as a result, also think, I better do all I can to make the very best choices for my family and me for years to come because I don't get a second chance at this life and my choices have consequences, well, the effects of our choices will likely be those that are good. Of course, this is all easier said than done. I understand. I've been there. So if I can help you make better choices as you navigate divorce, please email me at christy at christymindelow.com. And if you want to know more about divorce coaching, go to christymindelow.com. And remember to keep listening each week for another two-minute tip all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. God bless you. 
welcome back to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm pausing for a minute. I'm smiling. We have a new producer, Corey. And uh, when he gave me the go, his sweet smile just caused me to pause. <laughs> <laughs> is it Richard Mindelo? My husband is here in the studio with us. And uh, did you just see that sweet smile? He's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. So I just was like, oh. <laughs> we miss Mike. We love Mike. We miss Mike. Mike. But yes, we're for sure. But, Corey. you know, I. I was thinking about this too. I'm often thinking about a lot of things. I think you've said before what I'm a mile wide and a mile deep or something like that. I'm often thinking about something. But, you know, um, we're in the midst of a change right now with the show. Uh, Mike, our wonderful producer who's been with us for, um, you know, with this show, we're in our fifth year, uh, 48 years in radio, and he retired, and God bless him. We, you know, we tried to hold on to him. But that's change, you know, and we could lie down on the floor and kick and scream like little babies, right, and say, no, I, I kind of did at first when he first told us that. I was like, no, but it's change. And so the opportunity is ours is to look at, uh, you know, what we're asking folks to do here today. What am I going to use this opportunity to do for good or for bad? And so that's what we're talking about today. I don't know if that was a good segue no, into the conversation, uh, it, but how change can be an opportunity and a possibility for us and having good ripple effects as it relates to divorce. And the, th- the thing that was in my mind while you were saying that was, if I'm out of my depth, if I know how the brain works when you get in a fight, if I know the difference between an emotional brain and a rational brain, all of these things are very real, then I need to be scared of myself because I'm going to get into my fighting brain. And guess what? If you're a hammer, everything's a nail. So if you get into your fighting brain, everything's a fight. Yeah. And for me, because I can't trust myself, I turn to God. I turn to Scripture. I can't see past the second-order effect or the third-order effect, meaning the first ripple or the second ripple. I can't see past that, but He can. Yeah. So if I do what He says at every uh, point of choice, then I'm going to prejudice everything toward the best outcome that He can engineer because I can't see over the horizon, but He can. Uh, so many things. Sense? Oh, absolutely. So many things that, that came to mind there. Um, I think I'll, I'll go to um, the horizon just as soon as I say this. There's something else that you've said along the way, and I always thought it made sense. The two people that are um, charged with making the decisions in a divorce are the pe- two people least um, prepared to make the decisions. Say, tell us exactly what you say. The two people in the room charged with making all the decisions are the two people in the room least capable of least making capable. the decisions. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. And, and yet so, so much is counting on them. Right. And so I go back to, I'm going to get to horizon, but you also mentioned depth. If I'm out of my depths and the question I wrote down is, but do I know that I'm out of my depths, right? And so sometimes when we are in that emotional brain, and folks, I know if you've been listening for the sh- to the show for a while, you know what that emotional brain, that's, that's that brain that is kind of where you're in your flight, 
fight or freeze place. I'm in reaction mode. Um, and uh, I'm coming from a place of fear and I'm not thinking clearly. But sometimes when we're in that brain, we're not, we don't know that we're in that brain because that's all we can see. Well, not only that, it's your perception right. of the situation that causes you to be in one of those brains, but you can't trust your perceptions. And that's where I wanted to go back to. So whether we know the difference or not of what brain we're in, know that this is a pretty deep um, puddle of water, body of water divorce. And so probably the go-to place is I'm going to be out of, out my, of depth. my depth. Yeah. And so I do need help. And the first place to go as Christians is to Scripture. Folks, it's all in there. I mean, it really is. And so if we know that we go there on our journey, uh, knowing that our the ripple effect will be smoother following God's word through this process, um, then our journey, our, our, our ride along the waves is going to be a little bit more Smooth, smoother sailing. Yeah, you know what? Uh, sometimes because we've made a mess, we're less invested on the choice we make about what happens next because we say to ourselves, wow, I've already made such a mess. What's the big deal? But the opposite, I think, is the right thing to do. And that is to say, I've made such a mess already that I've got to do the next right thing. Mm. And and as we talk about with the ripple effect, the next right thing is so important because I can make things worse or I can start to make things better. So the truth of the matter is you're at this place, you're struggling in your marriage or you've decided to get a divorce. Hey, we've all made these mistakes. And so I've got to do the next right thing. And that begs the question, what's the next right thing? And then you come with the awareness that says, well, I'm probably the the last person in the room who should be making this big choice, how can I slow things down? How can I make sure I'm coming at it right? And that's where, in my mind, you open your Bible and you go where God says, because he can see over the horizon. And not only that, it slows you down. It helps you come out of whatever brain you're in, whether it's the fight brain, the flight brain, the freeze brain, and it brings you slowly, your heart rate comes down, and it brings you to the, okay, Lord, what is the next right thing to do here? If the Bible says don't be quarrelsome, don't be quarrelsome. Yeah. If the Bible says anger does not achieve the righteousness of God, then try to not be angry. Like I said, it's it's all right there. And what um, came to mind when we're in that place of, uh, I've already messed it all up, remembering that his mercies are new Beautiful. every morning. And, and so we've, we've got to go there. And so I think, folks, absolutely, we're, we're talking about how to apply uh, what we're talking about today is kind of smoothing out the ripples of the effects of divorce. And so first and foremost, to our Lord and Savior, to the Word. Secondarily, we we spoke about this horizon, and one of the things I wanted to bring back up this week, we spoke spoke about it last week, but it's been really powerful for me, and I think it will likely continue uh, to be a topic I, I talk about because I'm still creating it. And in this 
faith-based coaching program that I was in, one of the exercises that we did was to draw a map and to draw a map of our life. So this is where I'm circling back to your word horizon. And and so, so some of us, about 60% of people are visual learners, about 30% are auditory, um, about 10% are kinesthetic, and we're all a little bit of those. And so that's why one of the reasons I loved this map is it can be really a creative exercise. And so, you know, get out a blank piece of paper. As I said last week, go grab some crayons or some colored pencils. Or um, I even mentioned the app called Canva, which is a really fun app to design things on. And Mike was like, what's Canva? So he didn't know about it. But my point is, is look out in the future, five years, 10 years, 25 years down the road. And what's on that horizon for you, right? And that should then shape the journey. Do you want to draw draw closer to Christ? Do you want your kids to move forward and um, through this divorce with strength, um, them drawing closer to Christ? Uh, So what is it that you want? And have some fun with it. Start drawing out that map from the point of where you were born through the rocky, um, stormy seas to where you want to be in the future. And then by choice, start deciding the actions you're going to take going forward towards that horizon. What do you think about that, Richard? You're going to laugh if I truly tell you what's... Come on now, be honest. (laughs) A couple Chinese proverbs came to mind as you were speaking. The first is a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Mm, Yeah, yeah. So in talking about doing the next right thing, you can look at it like, what's the big deal? I've made such a mess already. Or with a vision of this desired end state, you can look at it like, this next step is going to be in the right direction. So I got to go back and uh, folks were coming into the fourth segment and I, I've got an idea. I want to go back to the story that Richard started off with. And so make sure you come on back because you want to hear the rest of the story that we're talking about here. And as it relates to ripple effects and divorce. So you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Come back. Friends, I'm so glad that you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour, and there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of this show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to glorify God first and foremost by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know, I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk through divorce courageously. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendela, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. 
It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under podcasts under the Programs tab on kkht.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. And welcome back to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm so glad you're here with us today. We've been talking about a lot of different stories, and ultimately we're talking about the ripple effect and uh, the impact your actions can have, good or bad, on your future as you move through divorce, move through and from divorce. And when we started the show, Richard Mindelow, my husband, who's talking to us today um, about the ripple effect, told us a story about uh, his being in Afghanistan. And um, and so go back and listen to that story. But I was I wanted to bring it all together. And so, Richard, you were sitting there cross-legged talking to these people. They said, uh, what about Abu Ghraib prison in the middle of this? It's just kind of out of the blue, which referred to an event that happened eight years before and not a good event. Um, Let's tie that together. And in the last segment you were talking about, okay, you could be thinking everything's I've made a mess of things and divorce, right? If you in that situation had just continued on with the mess of things, what could have happened when they asked you that question? Well, I could have pretended like it wasn't a bad thing. I could have pretended like uh, American soldiers in a prison degrading these men was okay. It wasn't a big deal. Um, I think that's probably where we often go when we're confronted with circumstances uh, that we don't like, or, uh, I mean, think about it in divorce. It's, it's very much a lot of blaming going on. Yeah. And what I heard in there, you could have kind of dismissed what they were feeling. But you took an opportunity there, which is what we're talking about really here, is taking these uh, the, the opportunities within divorce to make better decisions despite the mess we may be in. What did you do in that moment when this kind of messy situation came straight into your face? Well, this comes under the heading of it's never wrong to do the right thing. Mm, yeah, I don't care how you got here. It's never wrong to do the right thing. What is the next right thing? For me, I lean on the Bible to tell me that. In this particular situation, I'm sitting there drinking chai, talking to this man who says this thing to me. There's a Taliban flag flying overhead this compound. That means that at night, they're supportive of the Taliban. Maybe they're scared. I don't know. But all I can concern myself with is what is the next right thing to do? And for me, was it right that this thing happened in Iraq? 
that this man had just called me on. No, it's not right. I'm not going to pretend it's right. I'm not going to add fuel to the fire. I'm not going to have those people determine who I am, these people who did this horrible thing, and now I'm going to side with them. And so for me, I just said, that's heartbreaking. That that happened to dishonor the, the American service, the American military, the American people like that is is heartbreaking, and I'm ashamed. Yeah, um, what I'm hearing in there is you heard them, you had compassion, you had empathy, and as, as we apply it to that story to divorce, um, you know, it's a confusing time of our life. And as we talked about earlier, we can be in uh, reaction mode. And so when something like that comes out of the blue at us, um, somebody's blaming us or saying we did something uh, that we didn't do or they've hurt us intentionally, whatever it may be, we have that opportunity. And I think earlier you said something about just kind of taking a moment, taking some space, taking a beat, taking a deep breath. And then choosing uh, kindness, choosing compassion. Well, you're either making things worse or you're making things better. Yeah. And it could be by degrees. Uh, I told you a couple of Chinese proverbs came to mind before the break. And the second one that came to mind was, uh, I've often regretted opening my mouth. I've never regretted (laughs) keeping it closed. And so, so I think that's like one of the best things for divorce is sometimes just keep your mouth shut. So I think what would be amazing is imagine if you were one of those people at Abu Ghraib prison who did that horrible thing. Mm. Put yourself in those shoes and then say right now you have the opportunity to pretend like it was okay, to pretend like it was right. Or you have the opportunity to say, I'm wrong. I am so ashamed. I hate that I did this. I, I wish I could ask for forgiveness. And I think it would take incredible courage to just stop and say, what's the next right thing? I'm wrong. What I've done is wrong. I must, I must apologize and ask for forgiveness. And so... I think that's what we're talking to people about here because in divorce, there's enough wrong for everybody. Yeah, We didn't get here by accident. One person didn't do it. If you're out there thinking that uh, this is all the other person's fault, then I think uh, probably need to spend some time in front of a mirror. That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. And so now you're charged with the, the responsibility of making things better or making things worse. And you say, wow, I'm going to stand in the glare of the truth. I'm going to own what I can own. Even if you don't own all of it, own what you can own. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, you know, I think the thing that we're really talking about throughout this entire show is the opportunity and every opportunity um, we can make a choice that leaves things better or leaves things worse. Uh, As you said, it's never wrong to do the right thing. And so we've been talking about um, this ripple effect of divorce and can we um, have it kind of smooth out or are we going to create this big tsunami? 
And so that requires right now, right here, checking ourselves, right? No matter where we are in the process. And and as we talked about, the how-to is going to the Bible first. And then I would suggest, suggest you know, you, you want to get to a, a pastor, a counselor, a coach where you can really talk about what's going on and and be um, get to the reality of the situation. And so as we wrap up things, um, I'm wrapping up things in kind of my mind. Richard, what are your final thoughts? Uh, a couple things. Number one, I think hurricanes only happen in the Atlantic. So if a butterfly flaps its wings in Tokyo, it's probably going to be a typhoon because that's what happens in okay. the Pacific. <laughs> number two, I'm thinking as you own the fact that you're the person in the room least capable of making important decisions and you should seek help, be very careful of seeking help from your friends because a lot of the time they're going to tell you what you want to hear. And what you really need is to understand what's the next right thing. So what Christy said about going to a pastor, going to a trusted counselor, and asking them to just give it to you straight is probably the best way to gain the objectivity on which you can then start to base your next decisions. And always my first turn is God, prayer, and the Bible. For sure. And and listeners, the question I have for you is, what is the ripple effect your actions are creating right here and right now? The moment is now for you to stop and take a look at this. Are you going to continue on the effects of your choices that may not have been so great right now? Uh, Or is this going to be an opportunity to make better choices going uh, forward? And we're with you and we're for you, and that's what we want for you. We're here to help you think about the divorce process. Uh, and, And so, Richard, thank you for the conversation. It's been interesting um, uh, and I think, uh, enlightening. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Always. Thanks for helping us have the conversation and friends. I'm so grateful you've been here with us today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. So please remember to share it. Divorce affects more than 1 million people per year. Please help us to help them. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Mendelo, and I can't wait to be with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word, or by podcast, wherever you listen. God bless.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.